Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sex Sells Podcast. This is a very special episode for us. This is a milestone. This is the episode where we have our first guest. Eliza and I are here with Matthew, Matthew McDonald, who runs the Instagram page Men With Manners, but he's also a life and dating coach, mostly for young men. So Matt, how you doing? I'm doing very well, Neil. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. We are very excited to have you. This is also our first time having a guest, so excuse us if, we, uh, if we're <laughs> a bit nervous or we ask some awkward questions. But I suppose just to start things off, uh, how about you give the viewers and listeners a introduction and a rundown of who you are, what you do, and what your background is? You got it. So I'm I'm Matt. I'm 34. I'm a, I'm a Leo. No, I um I've been running the Men with Manners page for the last couple of years, uh, and it's essentially practical advice to to make good men better. Um, so it's uh trying to find some middle ground between um some of the hyper masculine content and uh i guess whatever exists down the other end of the spectrum just just uh yeah middle ground content um for as you mentioned yeah like mostly helping young men um mostly guys between the ages sort of 25 to 45 i had a quick look at my instagram metrics today uh and yeah it's uh, predominantly around uh, life mindset confidence and dating Awesome. And what made you do that? How'd you decide to get into something like that? Yeah, so I've uh, since I was a since I was a young lad, um, a, a lot of mates have appreciated advice I've offered around dating and uh, I guess life stuff. And during COVID, like a lot of people, I. Uh, realized there was more to life um getting back that couple of hours of commuting every day i guess gave me time to reflect on stuff um i was tossing around a few ideas i had the brilliant idea of selling t-shirts online and um quickly realized i wasn't the first guy to come up with that idea so uh, i figured i'd i'd start off by creating um i guess doing some marketing so to speak like creating content and building an audience and then deciding later on what to do with it and uh yeah the the I, I never wanted to be a life coach. Like the idea of that just sounded a bit embarrassing to me, but um, thanks to enough demand for it, I, I eventually got convinced. And then, um, you know, I've built courses and written a couple of eBooks since, and it's all grown from there. That's incredible. Well, congratulations. And thank you. Thanks again for coming on the podcast. Eliza, do you? Wait, I'm dying to know. What were you doing before you got into this? Before you became a life coach? Good point, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I um, uh, So I was in uh, recruitment for a number of years and uh, oh. then in software sales for the last few prior to Men with Manners. And there was. Uh, about an 18 month uh, crossover window where I was still in my software sales job. Um, once I, I, I guess I got my money right and uh, uh, yeah, was making enough out of this, I, I made the transition. But uh, yeah, no, no sort of um, uh, official uh, qualifications in, in therapy or anything. Mm. Um, yeah, just uh, like a lot of people using an Instagram page is my credibility and um, yeah, Welcome that's to the how club. it's transitioned. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We're both, uh, we're both young men with uh, no qualifications talking. <laughs> what was the thing I said on the Neil and Jordan podcast? Um, two guys 
talking like experts on subjects they're not experts on. So, <laughs> yeah. well said. That's that's exactly how I feel every day. We will. Uh, we'll... I looked through um your profile, Matt, when Neil sent it to me, and he was telling me like, oh, I'm thinking of this guy. He's like a men's dating coach, and I was like, oh no, I'm gonna hate everything. <laughs> but I looked at your profile, and I was like, this guy is a godsend to men oh, wow. looking for proper and ethical dating advice. I found I agreed with everything you put up. I was so some of the things I've seen and Leo that I've talked about, I'm like, this seems manipulative and inappropriate and unethical towards women mainly. Um, but I love the approach that you take and how much of it is about like building them their own self-esteem and their confidence kind of going ground up. So I'm really excited that um Neil's brought you on and not someone controversial <laughs> that would make me feel really stressed. Um, and I looked at your your website and one of the things that was um, popping up in my mind, I just go straight into like maybe something a little bit heavy, but um, some of the reviews you had, they were beautiful. And someone um, uh, said, you. he said something about how he had terrible views about of women um, prior to working with you. So I was curious if is that something that comes up for you a lot and do you have to challenge that personally and work with their views on that? And is there ever come a point where you're like, this guy's too far gone into the incel side or what are your mm. thoughts on that and experience with that? Yeah, that, that that is a great question. And I'd say like if I was to to break down the percentage of my time, um, how it's spent in terms of helping guide some of these young lads a good 20% of it is is spent dragging them out of the red pill uh, yeah. philosophy. And uh, I, I actually put a post up today around like why a victim mentality is so attractive. And mm. I feel like the, the red pill and, and the victim mentality, there's so much crossover there because, um, uh, yeah, so much. So much of it is around, like, a, in fact, I cover this in my course on um, overcoming the, the pain of rejection and and sort of, um, you know, it, it, yeah, improving your dating approach from that perspective. Um, I, I see the trap guys fall into whereby they'll go out, they'll talk to a girl, um, she might reject them, and then they can go home. And this is, you know, particularly in the last decade, you can go home, go onto Reddit and think, I think, was I rejected because I'm not good enough and that I need to improve myself? Or, or are women the problem? And if you go on to, uh, you know, the Red Pill forums, you can find millions of dudes give you millions of reasons why women are the enemy and, and why it's all their fault. And, that, of course, it makes these guys feel so much better about themselves in the short term, but does nothing to better their situation long term. So it, to, to answer your question in a very roundabout way, um, I, I, I spend a good fifth of my time, I'd say, um, yeah, helping guys realize uh, how toxic and, and wrong and unhelpful those red pill uh, philosophies are. Yeah, Good and thank you. God you do that. That's that's great. Yeah. <laughs> thank you very much. Matt, I've got a yeah. good question for you. What what has happened in the world today to create this popularity in the red pill uh, sphere? Uh, all these online forums is this gender war that we talk about a lot on this podcast. In fact, it's, it was a, a significant catalyst for this podcast. You, you go online and it seems like men and women absolutely hate each other. So what's your theory? Why do you think something like this has, has happened? Yeah, I, I see it as, as being a few reasons. I, I think it's certainly um, 
I do blame the social media algorithm somewhat, whereby um, back even a decade ago, everyone was sort of tuning into the same, um, let's say even TV shows or, or most of the media that people consume was fairly similar. You know, go back 20, 30 years, there were only four or five channels on TV. Nowadays, the world exists in such a way that um, like I'll hear someone say, man, everyone's talking about this nowadays. And it's like, well, no, actually the, the YouTube algorithm's just been um, uh, skewed in such a way that makes you feel like this is this is the whole universe is what's being fed in these in these reels and um, I saw some report recently where the average person consumes about two hours worth of short form content a day or it wasn't quite two hours but it was something crazy and so I, I think that's really um, uh, skewing people's thoughts and I find like I've spent so much time saying not interested on Andrew Tate type content that comes up and it's all I have so, to, yeah, it's that. mental. Yeah. All I have to do is consume one video of it and all of a sudden my feed's full of it again. Yeah. And, and so yeah, it's so hard to get away from it. I also do think, and I don't know if this sounds somewhat controversial, but hear me out. Um, the, like the post me Too world we live in, um, I, I think, of course, it was an incredibly important thing to happen. Um, so many scumbag, scumbag men in positions of power were abusing it for too long. However, I do feel there's been an overcorrection um, where, like, I saw some meme recently on a on a page that was like, "F the patriarchy." I'm not sure about the swearing rules, um, but it, it basically said, <laughs> "If you're the type of guy who." Ah, good. So <laughs> fuck the Patriot. He's done. Um, it, it, the, the meme essentially said, if you're a man who's worried about how to approach women in a post me too world, it means you're part of the problem. And I found that to be so unfair because I talk to lads every day that are such sweet, uh, kind-hearted, well-intended young lads who just don't know how to navigate now because I feel like a lot of women have been convinced, convinced that what used to be charming and persistent behavior for men is now being seen as predatory. Um, so yeah, I, I guess those two things for me are, are a couple of the biggest reasons why the, the world's changed now. Um, yeah, I'd love to get, what, what do you guys think? Well, I think social media without a doubt has played a huge role there and online pornography for sure, would have just mm. you know that 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 yeah. just increases the motivation for a lot of guys. I've been I've talked about on this podcast. I did watch uh, a lot of porn when I was a teenager, and I I wish I didn't. But look, my parents weren't really equipped to deal with something like that because they didn't grow up with anything like that, and I had to wean myself off. And look for any anyone listening to this, I think I think you should just go cold turkey and try to stop it altogether. But at the very least once a week or you know preferably even even less than that uh so i'd say there's just uh the, the cultural issues have also played their part and i think we're also in an, in an era now where we just we don't we had those traditional gender roles before and now we're just not sure how to act what's the appropriate way to act uh should we be pursuing uh, in a in a more assertive way, should we sort of take a step back and let um, you know even a, a woman pursue us? I think that there's a, there's just a lot of confusion as to what we should do. I think a lot of men maybe need details and, and a roadmap. Um, and I know when I was a young guy, I didn't I didn't really get that. And and you know I was uh, definitely immersed in some of that content when I was sort of nineteen twenty, and you know it it, it 
eventually I sort of got out of it, but it is very seductive, as you say. And it's mm. uh, they did they did a study on um, incels recently, and they the the, the one thing that um, someone in that mindset cannot tolerate is being told that their 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 suffering isn't real. That uh, mm. you know they, if they feel like their experiences are being invalidated, that just makes them move further into that um world and that mindset and yeah we've got we've got a lot of work to do as a culture to just uh change things and make it positive for everyone what what are your thoughts eliza (laughs) how many hours do we have (laughs) oh gosh um yeah it's it, it is a really complicated and complex issue i think and there's no right or way wrong way to handle it and I do agree that in some ways with the social media and also what you were saying about the post me too movement is that especially with the trends on social media at the moment that we're so encouraged to share every fleeting thought that we had and every experience Mm. we have and have that open for analysis so I do find that even when women will talk about an experience that they may have had um and one person might perceive it as a man approaching them and being forward and charming and another will say that's predatory behavior in which he's encroaching on your boundaries and your personal space in order to try and manipulate you and yet people are getting like gaslit in their own comments being like wait is that what happened to me (laughs) Uh, which is kind of like how much we influence each other and then it's like becomes this echo chamber so it is a kind of scary place to be um but also obviously amazing. I mean, look what's happened with your social medias taken off and you've got a business out of it. Neil, obviously. Um, So there's pros and cons. And um, I was posting today, I can't remember what, I posted a question on my Instagram saying like, what's something that you struggle with in, in terms of relationship and dating? And so many men, I only posted like a third or quarter of the responses, but so many guys kept saying the same response of fear of rejection and self-esteem and confidence issues, which is really interesting Mm. to me. And before I studied, um, I don't know if you knew, I have a uh, background in studying relationship counselling and sexology. And before I was studying those things and I was just a woman dating, um, I would have never perceived that uh, men to have had confidence issues or anything like that despite dating I'll say a lot of men, <laughs> um, but now since studying that and since doing this and how many guys reach out to us, it's crazy how much of that a common theme this is. So do you find that when you talk to clients and they reach out to you that they're saying, like, what's the most common underlying theme of what they need help with? Yeah, I uh, I, I certainly like that. That really resonated with me, what you said there. I. The, the fear of rejection piece, I, I reckon that's the most common reason right. guys will want to start working together. And it's, uh, and it's you know, I, I have tried every which way to help them overcome mm-hmm. that and start making approaches and realise that it's okay to fall down and get back up and whatnot. Um, but what I find is like, and I guess it's the, it's the same thing, but it's, it's the fear of how they're going to feel about themselves after she says no, it's like, I know I'm going to have to sit in that anxiety afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, that's w- when when I really break it down with these guys. That seems to be the number one fear. Um, and, yeah, I, yeah, so that, that's the one. 
Yeah, it's amazing what we will do to try avoid those feelings of discomfort and how much we can put things on hold in our life and even for 30, 40, 50 years being like I'm going to self-sabotage or deny myself a relationship or approaching whatever because I don't want to feel that stress, that anxiety, the shame, the guilt or anything like that just from getting rejected and the reality is obviously we talk about this a lot especially with online dating there's a big difference between women and men and their experiences in online dating and rejection um which i i definitely emphasize uh, emphasize empathize with men and their experience with that because i know that um constantly every time we talk about online dating they're like yeah i get rejected 30 times a day (laughs) Um, or maybe 30 times a year by every match because I only get 30 in the whole year, whereas women might get 30 a day or whatever um, matches depending on who you are, but it's much easier. So do you also like navigate with online dating or are you, what's your views on that? Are you like get in the bar? What do you, what's yeah, your I, go-to? I, I do, I do push for face-to-face approaches just because, um, yeah, you know, if we, look back only a few years ago men might face rejection a couple of times a week let's say but yeah online dating Mm -hmm. it it is just mental to think that it's not like we've evolved to a point where our resilience is built up and, and we can handle being told no 50 times a day but that is the position 99% 99% of guys are in, in online dating. And I can certainly say this as well. Like I, I always use an example of, I've got this really handsome mate who's, uh, and I always uh, use him as the example when I'm talking to clients like, dude, I, I promise you that guy has been told no a thousands of times. Like yeah. it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's funny how guys have this idea that if you're good looking, you're just out there and, and you're just killing it every day. It's just like, I think it's more a case that you, you don't mind being told no as much because you're not waiting as long between meals. I don't know if that sounds crass, but you get the point. Um, true. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's uh, I, I do I do push for the face to face approaches, but I, I don't say get rid of online dating, but I do try to get these guys into a mental place where being told no doesn't hurt as much and thus they can continue their online dating journey. That's great. I think. Um that's something when I was young, it was really hard to overcome that the fear of rejection, because at the same time, you don't want to make someone feel uncomfortable as well. The last thing you want to do is come across as creepy. But in many situations, especially if you're at a, at a bar, you, you almost have to risk being creepy as long as your intentions are, are, are good. And absolutely goes without saying if, uh, you know, that rejection happens, you, you take it and, and walk away. Um, but sometimes someone is going to give you a disgusted look or um, sort of dismiss you in, in, in quite a rude way. And, and of course, I'm sure that person has their reasons for that. And there's a completely different experience that women have that we try to t- talk about as well here. Um, but there's, there's this culture on social media now where anyone articulating their experience or a group talking about their experience is often perceived as a dismissal of another group's experience. So if say, let's take the, the gender thing out of it, if um, you know people of color or a certain group will say, hey, this is our experience, a lot of maybe other, other groups will say, oh, well, we also you know, endure hard things. And it, it seems like we can't just sit and listen to the other, other group um, without personalizing it or, or getting into a competition about 
either who has it worse or, you know, how hard mm. someone had it. Do you think there is a, I guess, a, a victim culture? Like, like with your last post, do you, do you think social media is maybe exacerbating that to an unhealthy degree or is it just people now have access to articulate those experiences so it's more reflective of, of reality? Mm, yeah, that's that's a great question, and um, it's funny how often, like, if I I look at all the um, uh, comments that disagree with me, and and sometimes it's "fuck you, you piece of shit," and sometimes it's "here's why I disagree with you," and they're you know quite thoughtful and and uh, respectful about it. But if I look at the, the the number one reason people disagree, it's it always comes from a place of like women started it or well why aren't you saying that women are at fault why are you always why is the focus always on us and i i always tell these guys like i'm not in the business of um making you feel better i'm in the business of making you better and oh. that's why thank you <laughs> and um me too that's why i guess i thanked you then <laughs> I, I was i was so impressed by myself no um but uh but uh yeah it's um it's it's just funny how often they 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 quickly want to um, divert to you know why can't we blame women here and it's just like and I I do often tell them as well I'm like look you know this girl ghosted you or, or whatever it was whatever negative behavior was displayed by her I'm like of course that was the wrong thing she did there but there's there's what good does it do us to dwell on that um, do you want me to tell you that you were right okay you were right now can we work on making you better. Um, if, if you don't mind, Neil, I'd love to ask, um, cause you mentioned the rejection piece and when you were younger, does being well known now, does that make it harder? Because if you do, if you, if your behavior is misconstrued as, uh, negative or, or wrong, there could be more repercussions for it because you're well known or does it, um, I guess, in some ways it might make it a little bit easier as well because, uh, it, it must help with social currency a little bit. What's that look like for you? Well, we, we, I'm not sure your relationship status, by the way. <laughs> I've been uh, happily taken for now over two years, so I'm not trying to uh, ah, approach you. anyone at, at the moment. Um, <laughs> but, uh, well, both of the elements you said are correct. So uh, when you become known, it, it helps your social status. You are more likely to get attention from the opposite sex and... Well, part of me was very grateful for that, but there was a small part of me that thought, "Well, I'm the same guy, and now suddenly you're interested in me." So uh, mm. it was it was a little bit of that that inkling of resentment, but I, I eventually sort of, you know, I, I moved on from that. Uh, but you, you're completely correct as well in saying that. I you, there there were times where you're almost paranoid if you if you try to approach someone or uh, message someone, and and I just got to a point where I thought, "Well, look, I just got to." do what I would normally do if I uh, wasn't well known. And, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of cringy uh, messages out there and um, people have stories of, of me asking them for a drink and, and, you know, them saying no. But look, that's just, uh, uh, that's just something you got to cop if you're a bit well known. And I think the positives still ultimately outweigh the negatives. Mm, yeah, interesting. I remember once, Neil, when we were talking about 
um, how to start a conversation on Tinder or pick up Tinder lines. And Neil, you just had the most outrageous one. I can't remember what it was, but I remember cringing. And I was like, I think it's just because you're famous. <laughs> People just go along with, yeah. with it. You can get away with so much more <laughs> when they know you. But yeah, definite, definite pros and cons. And I remember another time you were talking about someone very vaguely, a girl you dated. And then her friend was commenting, uh, I remember with oh, a, a Russian God. girl. Yeah. <laughs> and then her friend started commenting all the story of it in the in the YouTube comments. Oh, it was so funny. <laughs> well, that one was worth because that was a look. That was a um a poor sexual performance on my part. Oh, let's sorry. Be and uh, <laughs> I forgot about that. Part. And then then you know that everyone knows then. Oh, my friend <laughs> slept with Neil and and you know blah blah blah. He lasted oh. not very long. So it is what it is. You know, I'm sure there's a, a few stories like that out there. Um, we've all we've all been there, but mine might be a bit more uh, uh, out there. Uh, but again, I'd still say the positives outweigh the negatives because you know, I probably Definitely. wouldn't have been uh, going on that date um, if it wasn't for them. But then, the wait, how did you meet Andrea? Did you meet her on on Tinder? We did. On a yeah, we met on Tinder. Yeah. So um, yeah, did still... she reference immediately that she knew? Um, not immediately, but pretty soon in the conversation. Yeah. That. Um, she had just come to a show recently, and then I Aww. actually remembered her from that show. So it was it was, it was pretty so cute. cute. Like, that is know, cute. What what do you think? Then I would I'd be interested on for, on both of your opinions on this because maybe some of those guys in in that um you know in, in potentially incel mindset would be thinking, well, this just what Neil's saying is just proving our point. Like if you're if you're famous or if you have a certain look you you get a lot more interest and now um now i'd first say well look that's not that that's also the same with women like you know not every woman gets the same amount of attention from men um but do you think because there's a lot of things on social media now that are all about you know you should love yourself find value in in, in yourself and not from external sources whether people want to date you or want to sleep with you and i completely agree with that and that's something that's helped me a lot but are there you know is there still a, an, an almost an inequality there where some people are born with just a, maybe some more natural confidence or might be born just with just naturally quite good looking um both males and females and then in in this era where uh we put so much emphasis on on a romantic relationship uh it is maybe easier to acquire for some people uh, is there a way to validate that without making people uh, get into a victim mindset? And and I, I think this goes for both uh, men and women. What do you guys think, Matt? Yes, yeah, happy to kick it off. Um, so for me, and and it it reminds me. Um, I remember when I started Men with Manners, and I like it took me a long time to show my face. I'm I'm like a pretty private person, I guess. Um, but I remember when I did start showing my face, I remember saying to my wife, this is one of the few times I'm, I'm happy that I'm not a, a drop dead gorgeous dude. I'm, I'm very happy with my looks. It's not what I'm saying. Uh, like it's, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not attractive, but the, the point I'm making is I'm glad I'm not in the fact that it'd be uh, any advice I'd share, it's kind of like, yeah, cool, dude. And like, uh, you, you're just a really good looking dude. So uh, whatever you think or say or do is just going to work well with women anyway. Um, I, 
when guys talk to me about like, you know, ask the question of would it be a lot easier if I was really good looking or like it's just tall, good looking dudes who do well with women, like it's not fair or whatever. I, I always come back to the fact that like confidence really is the most attractive quality and it sounds so cliche. And of course, there is correlation between being better looking or more talented or more socially intelligent, perhaps, um, and being more confident. But it is like some of the dudes that I've known over the years who do the best with women aren't the best looking guys. They're just they're just so willing to be told no. And they're just so sure of themselves. And there's I know I've got sure. a couple of really handsome mates who who truly struggle with girls and um yeah like also great examples of why it's not necessary it's not just a case of if you're good looking it's it's easy for you out there um and it actually makes me feel sorry for really good looking dudes sometimes who uh it's assumed that life is just easy for them and whatever it's like if, if they don't believe it in themselves like this you know the dysmorphia that happens and um what we see on the surface isn't what people necessarily feel about themselves um so yeah a few tangents there but i hope i answer the question confidence is what i always push forward to the, as the most important thing and um that's what i help guys build because it really is the sexiest quality i love that i like that answer eliza how about maybe from yeah. the, the same question but also maybe from the perspective of, of women you know i'm sure there'd also be forums and i've seen a few things on social media where maybe women who may not you know be the may not fit the traditional uh attractive look saying well look it's it's i never get approached i feel like i'm never going to find a, a a partner um what what's your take on that do you see it as different to what matt was talking about with guys yeah uh kind of yes and no like i i do see it not as fragrant frequently um, as men that message in compared to women. But I think I spoke about this, but I did have one woman re uh, recently message and she said she's not like super feminine presenting. She works on a farm and her mates, um, or she lives on a farm, sorry, and her mates around her, all guys are single and they talk about not being able to find a woman and she's like... <laughs> Hello, <laughs> I'm here. Um, and thankfully now she has a partner, but she did talk about how she really resonated with when I was talking on a podcast once about how it's really difficult if you're not a very, regardless of your looks, if you're not feminine, it adds a whole other level of complications with men finding you attractive in their experience. So I do like really empathize um, with that women's lived experience of women as well. And it's not such a a it's i wouldn't know if it would be appropriate to say well confidence as is as equally sexy to men as it is to women um in heterosexual relationships because i agree with you matt and what you were saying and i have a i have a, had a friend and he wasn't he wasn't a very i'll just be frank he wasn't a very physically attractive guy he had tinder and he the whole time he had it he swiped on yes on every single one. He did not get one match. But my God, did this guy have the most smoking hot girlfriends because he was the fucking funniest, most charming guy. He was just, every girl he dated was out of this world, 10 out of 10 
hot because he was so good and he was so confident and he was so yeah just hilarious so I just thought it was so funny because then they break up you go on tinder and no one um and they were basing that off his look so like you to your credit like what you're saying so accurate um but with women it's not so I feel like there's so much more variety I mean obviously there's variety in both sense but not men don't always look to I want attract uh find attractiveness in that confidence outspoken in fact sometimes they want the opposite sometimes they mm. want a woman that's petite and polite and gentle and kind and serving so it's really hard in that aspect to be like well you can't give i guess direction or inspiration on how to be um and there may be some differences in gender there so in that case and it really does come down to be yourself because i'm the biggest believer that you're who you are is somebody's type. No matter how weird it is, no matter what's going on, no matter what you're into, that's somebody's type. Um, and I saw someone post on Reddit the other day and she was, it was a woman made a post and it was on the Ask Reddit After Dark. And she made a comment saying, a post saying, men, have you ever been like really turned off by a woman when you see her naked? And clearly this is a woman that was insecure and trying to like, validate or confirm that men will get turned off if they were to see someone her naked or whatever and 99% of the guys were like um no I'm just happy to see boobs or whatever and she she commented <laughs> saying um I have really hairy nipples and this is an insecurity of mine and anyway like 40 guys because this was such a viral thing like 40 guys commented beneath being like I'm so into that I love that weird shit like not saying it's weird this is just me quoting comments and it's just you know proof proof is in the pudding <laughs> anything it is someone's type <laughs> that is yeah that is so true and um if if you scroll through I, I've uh only for research purposes, obviously. I've looked this up on Reddit before. There are the, the amount of different niches there are for uh, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, research like, purposes. Uh, there, there's probably 50,000 people who've joined a hairy nipple women yeah. Um, yeah, Reddit group. I, I, I was very interested in something you said there, Eliza, around um, sometimes, like, what's the effect of sometimes it can work to a woman's detriment to have confidence. Right. Mm. Um, and it can like be mistaken for outspokenness or mm. maybe it's an insecurity. You're going to outshine me or something. Um, guys feel that way. Do you find that's the case? Cause, cause I think like that quirky awkward thing is uh, seen as a lot sexier in women than it is in men is, is that, um, is, yeah, is, is that a common issue you've seen for women who are confident now? Yeah, yeah I would definitely say that um, a lot of the women I know and have worked with that are confident, have experienced them where they, they assume that the man is intimidated, but it's very unlikely a man has actually communicated, I'm intimidated. So that's just their assumption. But in my personal experience, I've had men say, I don't like when I feel like you know more about a topic than me. I don't like when you talk about what you studied because it makes me feel like you're going to know more about me than this. I don't like that you earn more money than me. I don't like that you're really confident. It means that you're going to go out and talk to anyone and strangers and all those things. And I'm like, mm. gosh, please pipe down. Um, so I definitely do think that it can be an experience, but it, obviously that can go both ways um, with insecurities and jealousy, etc. But I... Yeah, I wouldn't say it for me personally, it's pro being confident has probably worked a lot more in my favor um, than not. Uh, but 
that being said, like my my type of guy has always been the shy and awkward type of guy, in which case I do genuinely have found that I would lead the conversation, lead the dates, organize those things. So, and I know that that's actually quite probably more uncommon. Um, but yeah, it's, I think there's obviously pros and cons and I hate to say like your personality trait has pros and cons, but it's just the reality of when it comes to meeting someone and dating someone, there's going to be things that work for you and work against you. And it's not always about changing yourself or changing that, but it's about, okay, well, how can I attract the person that's going to fit really well in with my personality and we're going to work really well together rather than how can I amend every aspect of my personality obviously when someone reaches out saying i struggle with abc and i want to amend this and i want to change this or i want to develop my self-esteem and develop my um, confidence or my skills in this it's different but when someone's like i'm happy the way i am but i can't find someone then it's about well let's let's find someone that's going to be suited to you rather than changing you Yes, definitely. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's that I find that to be so challenging. It, it's finding the middle ground between because like the, there are just certain traits that exist in people that do need to be amended somewhat if yeah. they want. It. And yeah. um, and like I, I always uh, talk about the distinction between um, just be yourself and be authentic. And a lot of people think it's the same thing. Just be yourself is be true to your thoughts, beliefs, feelings and, and whatnot. Be authentic is the same thing plus with some social awareness or while considering the other person's um uh like ensuring their comfort as well in social settings and um yeah that's why i always try to push guys more to that authenticity piece where um yeah it, and and i guess it's becoming the best version of themselves not becoming someone that they think will uh, appeal to a wider audience yeah because as you mentioned there is someone for everyone and a far more fulfilling and successful relationship is made of two people who've found the best versions of themselves as opposed yeah. to putting on the personas so true on that actually i had a question that i was tossing up if i should ask you or not but i'm gonna ask anyway so i was i was on reddit today i'm always on reddit also for research purposes um but <laughs> i came across one and it was on, i think it was just ask reddit that subreddit and someone posted saying like what do men do that that is truly unsexy and the top comment that had twenty five thousand upvotes was men that are balding and then comb over their hair to cover the balding and I thought, knowing that I'm going to see you tonight, like, would you, do you see people face to face? And is that something that you would point out to them? Or would you be like, let's work on those non-physical attributes? Or if you knew someone dressed unwell, or you knew that would be an unattractive quality, would you, yeah, how do you approach that? Or would you approach that? Yeah, so um, I I agree. First of all, it is pretty <laughs> unsexy that the comb over look, but I I always tell guys that the difference between confidence in your hair is a few thousand dollars and a trip to Turkey these days, uh, <laughs> which is good. But uh, yeah, something I've um, uh, when when there is things like that and the guys like. <sighs> I will be proactive sometimes if, if there's something glaringly obvious to yeah. me that I think they could work on physically. But the way I'll normally phrase it is um, a lot of guys 
like get a haircut that they think will look good as opposed to the one that best suits the shape of their face and like you know and you, you as men when we're a lot of us it's it's almost seen as unmanly to care about or have knowledge in this space so you know it's um it, it's not your fault bro and um i i will take them through a checklist of things that um but yeah i i certainly don't uh position myself as a fashionista or or <laughs> as someone who gives that advice but i do try to help them find you know the nice black t-shirt tapered navy jeans yeah, brown yeah. boot look like i just let's go for just the most generic something that won't if that's something you don't care about the, the way you look and everything let's at least get you to um back to zero at least you know yeah. you have to be uh, out there crazy but yeah I, I i usually phrase it as like uh it's it's not an area where a lot of guys have knowledge in but if you do want to open yourself to a wider audience let's at least get you to a baseline for for some of this stuff yeah i love that approach nice and gentle exactly <laughs> gentle but Always gentle. Yeah. exactly you have to i think i think today that's something that um men should should be better at a lot of guys will just not care about their uh their, their sense of fashion at all and then the, you've got the stereotype the neck beard which uh to me I've always found kind of kind of frustrating because it's 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 so easy to to shave your neck beard. It's you go mm. to the pharmacy, you get a little bit of shaving cream, and you shave it. it it's not it's so accessible. And and um, I think uh, look, there are, there are there are com complex issues that both genders are currently dealing with in this world. But there are also a lot of things where yeah, men do have a low bar, and they could be better. And I, I certainly think fashion and, and grooming and hygiene is one of them because it's, as you say, some people will see it as a feminine or even a, a gay thing to do. But if you then go to the mo some of arguably the most masculine guys in the army or something, they are yeah. usually very organized in that regard. They're, 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 they're quite well groomed. They that might not be the point. most colorful and creative, but you know, they've got to make their bed and they've got to have their um, uniform uh, correct. So, uh, it's almost either super feminine or super masculine to, to care about your appearance and, and, and what you're wearing. So Isn't that funny? Yeah, so that's funny. so true. Yeah. <laughs> the more you know. Do you ever go to your wife for like a woman's perspective on something that you might not be super well versed in or that just comes up randomly and you're like, oh, I want a second opinion on this? Um. I, I don't think there's ever been anything that I didn't know. No, I'm joking. Yeah. I, I, I off, I'm, I'm definitely joking. I, I often go to my wife as a sounding board um, for this sort of stuff. Um, and I, and her friends, I, uh, yeah, I, I annoy the shit out of them, but um, yeah, I, I find that to be very important. Uh, just uh, creating as much objectivity as I can and, and ensuring I've got as much sample data as I can work with. So yes, I often do. Oh, that's amazing. What does she think about your change in life direction over the last few years? Yeah, she, she's, uh, yeah, she's really liked it and, um, been an awesome supporter of it. Um, yeah, I, I, she's really enjoyed it. And I think that it's helped me realize so much about myself. You know, what's that quote? If you want to learn about the world, read. If you want to learn about yourself, write. And I've, I spend, hours a day writing my content and ebooks wow. and courses and whatnot so it's it's really helped me figure out a lot of stuff about myself and and become a lot more mature so i think she's also appreciated in that regard it's fantastic wow <laughs> this is you. 
This is great. I think you're doing really amazing things. Let's um, thank you. What about what about some? Maybe we'll uh, conclude this one with um, let's let's talk about the the future. Where do you say the next ten years? I assume you want to stay in this kind of world and this industry. Where do you see things going? Do you think we're going down a downward path, or do you think things are changing? Uh, do you think things will get worse before they get better? What what what's your take on the next couple of years? Maybe the next 10 years, let's say? Yeah, it's a, um, it's, it's a great question. And, and this is something I often find difficult to consider. Whenever I tell people what I do, they always say, oh man, that, that's so needed in this day and age. And um, I think as some of these hyper-masculine figures have popped up, um, Andrew Tate among others, uh, it's become more necessary than ever um, and I don't necessarily think everything he's talking about is terrible. I, I agree with plenty of stuff he says. It's just, um, yeah, I, I won't even go down that path, but some of it is just ludicrous to me. But um, the, yeah, sorry. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, yeah, I completely agree. Um, my, and it's funny, like, certainly from a commercial viability, profitability perspective, it's been great how terrible the world's getting, but if I could flick the switch and 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 have it not move in this direction, I, I still would because I I also find it scary and sad and and the fact that I've now got a um a nine month old daughter it it does oh. worry me about the the way the world's turning um and yeah it, it's scary in that respect um I I think. I think there's some crazy stuff that could be happening. I mean, even if we look at the World War Three being imminent, I think let's uh, let's hope not. But I, I think there's going to be quite a few major things that happen in the next decade that will um, shape this. If we call it the, the man versus woman thing, um, that will continue to shape it, and I think it will get worse before it gets better. But I do also think there are a lot of good people out there and, and a lot of people with the right intentions and and want to improve. Um, I just hope that also continues to grow. Yeah, well said. Thank you. And congrats on your baby girl. Uh, thank you very much. Did you recently have a baby as well? I have a 10 month uh, old boy. Ah, yeah. adorable. Yeah, very cute. I saw the pictures today. Congratulations. Thank you. I was going to make a joke saying like your daughter and my son will be so well educated. We should do an arranged marriage. But I was like, mm. <laughs> That's maybe adorable. not. <laughs> um, I, did, I, I did have one last question for you that I really wanted to know if do you have your clients, I'm assuming that majority of them, like you spoke about, had the rejection fear and wanting to build self-esteem and confidence. Do you ever have that hyper-masculine stereotype seeking support or coming to you for your service? Have you ever had that personality type? Could I jump? Uh, I have to Yeah, please. Could I say one thing really quickly? I'm, I'm sorry. Um, mm. Just the... I, the the phrase hyper masculine. Do you think do you think those guys actually are? You know what? You you answer that question. Sorry, I'll I'll cover that afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm curious. I, I yeah, I, I certainly think it's it, it's uh, hyper masculine on the surface. It's it's yeah, it, yeah. there's never there's almost never a true masculinity behind yeah. it. Um, as <laughs> as far as I've, it's like it, it is always the angriest, rudest, 
uh, most insecure dudes who, who paint themselves as hyper-masculine anyway, as far as I'm concerned. But I have to say, no, I've, I've never had a lad who was just a, you know, an ad, I keep using the name Andrew Tate, but an Andrew Tate incarnate has never approached me. And I, the first time I ever put a piece of content out, it was women don't like bad, bo- uh, women don't like bad boys. Well, women don't like assholes. Women like good men. Or something like that. Mm. There was a post that I put on Reddit, and it got you know four or five thousand upvotes, and that's what sort of kicked all this off. Wow. And I I remember a comment. It was about three years ago, and it stuck with me to this day. It was, um, what a great post. It's a shame that the men who need it will never read it. Oh, I yeah. I and I just I thought that I found that to be mind blowing. It's yeah. like wow, they um and you know of the roughly hundred k followers I've got. Very few have ever been the hyper-masculine dudes, and if they are, they don't stick around for long. Yeah, wow. Any challenge to the ego, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, gosh. Yeah, I, That's I, so interesting. It's, it's Yeah, it's Sorry. um very hard to reach. It's a, It becomes like a cult. Um, and, you know, it's not even like, – I, I saw something on, on social media a while ago where someone was saying – you know, even even someone like Tate wouldn't even be considered masculine in the in the thirties or something like that because he's actually got almost metrosexual qualities and and he's a sort of playboy type of guy and you know a lot of masculinity is also being able to contribute to your community to your family. Mm. Uh, where's his family? He doesn't he doesn't have one as far as I'm aware. But I mean, it's very subjective, obviously. Um, it's it's funny how the the world today will will just say whatever they want is masculinity to fit a certain narrative so there's some people that will say all masculinity is toxic which um i think seems quite extreme and then there's some that will say you know this is what a good uh, good masculinity is talking about your feelings and being compassionate which to me that's that's femininity it doesn't mean it's it's a bad thing at all i think men should mm-hmm. have that but um i think we got to actually define just as a as a culture let let's let's kind of define what masculinity is and and then that will help us um move forward with with helping young men as well do you think stoicism is one of the uh, best examples of true masculinity i think aspects of stoicism i think uh that would be one one part of a uh more complex uh array of values and and virtues but i I ha- to be fair, I haven't read you know extensively um, on upon Stoicism. I remember reading, I think it was Seneca or Seneca. I apologise if I'm uh, ruining the name there, but I, his book uh, really uh, spoke to me a couple of years ago, and I thought that was yeah that I guess you could construe as traditional masculinity. So I think there's definitely aspects of um, Stoicism that would be very helpful. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Oh. I don't know. I have kind of mixed feelings about. I feel like men. This is this is me about to stereotype men. I'm sorry, but I do feel like men love to categorize. Um, and Neil, you you said you know they there needs to be a definition, and I feel like that would be appealing if there was a definition. But maybe it's one of those things that's best left undefined um, and forever developing and changing, so that we don't have these hyper traditional views or the Andrew Tate views and it's just something that is evolving <laughs> or or there's some underlying themes of 
you know, respect and um, kindness and contribution to family or community and left it that maybe simpler is better. Yeah, that that's a yeah, that's that's a great point. And it's I now that I think about it, I try to avoid the word masculine as long as I could on yeah. my page, but I realized it was good for the algorithm to, to throw it in there yeah. every now and then. But yeah, like my philosophy is very much just you know, try and make the best decisions you can, like try and be the best person you can. And I I've never really cared about being seen as feminine or masculine. I just want to be a good dude, I guess, and um I I I hope other people strive for the same thing. Yeah, and thank God. I mean, clearly they are. You look at your page, and you've got clients. What's What's the first step? Like, if someone was wanting to, as a client, um, get into your work, would you recommend their ebook? Would you recommend the course? What would your first go to, or is it specific to what they're looking for, looking to develop? Yeah, I, I guess um, there'd be some, uh, yeah, I guess specific to what they're looking for. But, uh, yeah, if they're, if they're looking to start somewhere, I'd certainly recommend um, uh, check out the page. And uh, if some of the content resonates with you, um, do reach out. And I'd um, yeah, be more than happy to uh, recommend the path. I think that would be best to go down. I've got to get my blog back off the ground. Um, that was probably the, the best spot for a, a wide range of advice. Um practical advice for men so um that's yeah that's up there as well but yeah i'd, I'd say uh check out the page if you like what you see or if something in particular resonates with you and you want some more help with it um reach out and i can uh i can recommend further great and do you do you ever have clients um have you ever come across clients that are uh neurodivergent on the spectrum have mental health disorders anything like that uh, yes, certainly. Um, I, I have got, I've, I'm working with a few clients at the moment who are, uh, neurodivergent and, um, yeah, uh, on the autism spectrum. Yeah. Um, a lot of guys with ADHD and perhaps it's because I have it. I, I just so happen to attract that in others. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. But a number of them, mm. I, I have had meetings with some lads where I just, I'm, I'm, too unfamiliar with their mm. neurodivergence that I, I do have to politely say I, I don't know if I'm the best person to help. Um, but yes, plenty of lads. Uh, ADHD, I find that to be one of the most um, uh, common uh, uh, traits in men who need help with dating, funny yeah, enough. Yeah, I found that as well, especially people that message me. And I'm really curious what your thoughts are. Like what, what makes... What about ADHD? I understand the re rejection dysphoria, mm -hmm. but are there things outside of that that you find is making it really difficult for men in particular with dating? Is it the lack of forgetting to reply? What what is it? I, I I my thought on it is that the um the the way dating's become so transactional these days, and how impatient a lot of lads are with ADHD, and and um, that fear of uncertainty, and as you mentioned, the rejection dysphoria, all of those things are are so exacerbated because we live in such a transactional dating world now, where ghosting is kind of the uh, the new closure. Um, <laughs> yeah. These lads are kind of like, I, I have I have no idea what I've done wrong or what to do next. Um, and then they're also scared that if they do 
sort of reach out and say, hey, what's happened here that they're, um, you know, being predatorial um, mm -hmm. as well. So they're just kind of stuck in that middle ground of they need closure. They need they need to close that um, chapter before they can move on. And, and because of that, yeah, that the frustration associated with that makes dating just such a difficult uphill battle for them. Yeah. That, that's my theory, at least. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, you said you had ADHD, have ADHD, sorry. Is that, has that been a lived experience for you while, when you were dating and et cetera? Uh, yes, definitely. And, and it was something I'd never really considered until I heard so many stories from, from these guys who were like, I don't know what to do with this girl who's not responding or this girl said this and I don't know what to make of it. I'm like, wow, I so understand the, <laughs> yeah. like you are, and you, you're like, you, you're wanting to be a gentleman and respectful, but you're also wanting to go, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's that, that is, that's a difficult and common battle with it. Um, but yes, yeah, it's certainly something, certainly a lived experience. Yeah, that's that's um, it's great to know though. I think it's it helps so much knowing. I think for men that you have experienced that with that as well because that has been. I, I'm always really surprised at how much of a common theme that is in in people that reach out to me saying I have ADHD and dating is just feels impossible for me. Um, and I thought I knew a lot about ADHD, but I. I definitely don't know enough about ADHD and dating uh, to be an expert on it. So it is really interesting to hear your perspective on it. So thank you. Uh, no, yeah, you're very welcome. I, I don't consider myself an expert um, either, but uh, I, yeah, it, it obviously helps uh, living in the brain of a man with it to, uh, yeah. to, to understand how it feels. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we've, uh, we've had a really good chat. Um, any uh, any final uh, words? Uh, and also, how about you just spell? It? We'll obviously link your socials in in the descriptions of, of this. But um, tell everyone where they can follow you and uh, where they can find you. Yeah, great. Yeah, first of all, guys, I, I really enjoyed the chat. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, I'm, uh, yeah, you can find me uh, at men.with.manners on Instagram. Um, I'm showing my age now. At men with manners, you'll find me. <laughs> um, uh, and yeah, otherwise, send me a message if, um, if, if you need help with anything, and I'll, I'll do my best to help. Right. Thank you so much. It was so nice to meet you. It was lovely, um, lovely you. chatting. Yeah, I, I enjoyed think. this a lot. Thanks for being our first guest. Thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, yeah, very exciting. Thank you for having me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you go and follow Matt on Instagram and elsewhere. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, as always, share the podcast if you liked it. Share it with someone who you think it may help. Follow us on Instagram, YouTube, etc. And we'll see you next time. Bye, guys.